Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother and the wonderful host at the desk at the last Innistrad Championship, Corey Baumeister. Oh, man, yes. Host at the desk is my new official title. I can still be your brother from another mother, but will you put that in front of that from now on? Like, kind of like, you know, a doctor or something, but I just want that to be my, my prefix title. Just just host of the desk, Corey Baumeister. Host of the desk, Corey B underscore MTG. Yes, correct, correct. Yes, yes. You you did you did have a wonderful weekend at the Innistrad yeah, Championship. I had a lot In of fact, fun. you went you went undefeated. I went undefeated. Um, as our as as our dad would have said, yeah. Yeah, didn't lose a single match, you know, and except actually I think I did lose something in one of the matches. It was the Golgari food mirror when we were down to like five people. I lost a lot of myself after having to watch that whole thing. Oh, I, I was chiming in, in and out. I wasn't fully Smart. watching coverage. Um, but I, what I thought was really funny is in like the lower bracket, there was like an hour or longer that Paul and Marshall had to do. And then Alias <laughs> and Cedric had like a 20 minute or less. Yeah. And it was both the same food mirrors. Like I loved every yeah. bit of coverage outside of that. But those Golgari food mirrors are just ridiculous. And yeah, the one with Cedric it, was, it was over super for- quick. And the other one, it was it went to time. It was an hour and a half for like the first game. It was absurd. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, we, we thought about that too when we were testing. We'll get into that a little bit more when yeah. we talk about the Minnesota Championship. But first, we need to uh, let everyone know if you're listening to this and want to start following us along and get our links, you can go to Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher and start following along and listening to the Bachelor's Podcast. Also, each episode of the Bachelor's Podcast does come with a special guest, and it's BBD because we brought him in because he's dumb. Wow. Just just don't even try anymore, but it's an honor. <laughs> no, it's not. Look, no, it's look, not. My, my my favorite format got killed this week. I ain't trying for anything. <laughs> That's fair. The uh, uh worst historic? format in the his- the worst format <laughs> in the history of the game got killed this week, so I'm shedding no tears. So Look, it, it you to be fair, it used to be my bread and butter standard used to be my bread and butter, but like for the last year I've been dominating in historic tournaments and just getting shit on in standard. So <laughs> maybe I have to reevaluate, you know? Yeah, or uh, oh. or you play a modern event and top eight it right away, you know, like just welcome yourself over to the formats that are amazing and just you know that I'm also doing better in. Exactly, exactly. Oh. Modern is right. truly the greatest. I gotta say, I, I I lied. It wasn't the worst format. Avison Restored Limited did exist. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that's god, fair. that that's was fair. bad. That was bad. It was unpleasant. Um, but yeah, so this week, everyone that's listening, uh, we are going to be recapping the Innistar Championship a little bit. Talk about because all three of us were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we were all where we're at right now, but we were th- we were part of it. We were there in spirit. Um, we were spirit. No, no, we were not. Bears. We were not. I was about to say Bears. that. <laughs> Brian, I was about to say that, but I know we weren't there in spirit. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we were on those streets of the storybook in between rounds. But were we bare in spirit? Oh, Corey? God. Okay, your fi- Oh, my God. Your fingertips were there, at least. Your spirits may have not been there, but your clicks were there. Yes, our fingers were there touching. Um, got all three words. All right. <laughs> got it. And I like that this is and... an inside joke from the pre-show that most people don't listen to. So we're really oh, alienating real quick, real our quick, audience. Real quick. But you can listen to it if you become a patron at patreon.com slash Bash Podcast. All of our pre-shows are put up there. 
And you can get our episodes and pre-shows early right after they're edited. Yeah. Whenever our editor gets to them. And you so- have to also um, read the book by Ben McHaleson called Touching Spirit Bear. And then you have the full context and are ready for the pre-show. So I think it was like, I think it was like four or 500 pages. So a little bit of homework before you walk, before you listen to it. <laughs> I bet it's not four or 500 pages. I bet it's like 100 pages. Yeah, yeah I bet it's like probably. I think I read it in fourth grade for school. So it couldn't have been many, that long. How many pages is Touching <laughs> Spirit bear <laughs> 300 oh it's 320 told you oh. told you i was an expert oh, reader <laughs> you were an expert reader expert reader you know i've finished maybe three four books in my life this was one of them i don't really like to read <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> oh wait to be fair to be fair the standards are different in north dakota yeah oh yeah yeah standardized <laughs> testing is very different in north dakota yeah, it involves being able three. to farm you know that's part of the standardized test Corey, having read three books, he's he's really like almost like a foremost scholar in North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, um, we are kind of a the, North Dakota kind of felt like a mog, you know, it's a MAGA state. And uh, so three or four books is probably high. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no love lost. <laughs> and alchemy, alchemy is a new no. format that is <laughs> magic. It's the okay, new okay. gold standard of standard, y'all. Um, no, so let's let's talk about the Star recap for a little bit because uh, Corey, you uh, as I think people should know, um, you were in the booth. Uh, yep. You were doing like the deck text, the interviews. And some of the mid-round things. I even did an in-person interview, Brad. The first in years. I know. I I, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> it was fun. Um, and then um, and then also Brian and I participated in the event itself. And I, we do have we do have to give uh, Brian a round of applause. Uh, this was your first day too. And how many tournaments, Brian? It's been a hot minute. Yay! Yeah, that's right. That is right. But both of you, uh, you know what, went above the threshold of sixteen point seven percent, right? Because that's the minimum. I did. I, you have I to, had to, to actually. I, I actually had to win my last round of standard just to be above that for standard. I went Ooh. two six in standard and six one in history. Didn't you start two zero as well in standard? I started four. No, I started one zero. Oh, just one zero. Okay, okay. I won my feature match and then lost three in a row and then lost. Then I won three rounds in a row on day two, and then I lost four in a row and then lost one. So, or then won one. So uh, I, I just don't understand why you're so low on standard, bro, and why do you want to talk about that standard is just dead? I just Was there any past results that put you down this path? Uh, well, <laughs> well we, 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 they don't know what I'm talking about yet, too fair. I guess I did bring up the standard is dead part. Um, yeah, my results weren't good. My audible was bad. Um, my historic list that I would have submitted would have, or my, my, sorry, is it list that I would have submitted would have been much better than green, mm-hmm. but, uh, here we are. I will take, I'll walk the coals. I'll take whatever lashings I need. I, I deserve them. I too am very embarrassed and accept that I was wrong. Yeah, that's the one. Unlike many magic players <laughs> on Twitter, I accept that I was I wrong. I did see stupid. a lot of people accepting they were wrong that played mono green though. Like there was a large group of acceptors 
<laughs> well, the weird the thing is the the thing about it though is it was the only deck. It was a deck that had a winning percentage against Is it? And mm. it had the second highest win percentage in the form. Yeah, it did actually so do like, not that bad. So like whoever would actually register mono white should be way more embarrassed. Yeah. So that, so, that is. <laughs> I want to say that I think I have a very realistic um, view of of uh, like myself and my deck choices. Um, I believe I'm the best mono white player that has ever played the game. <laughs> oh, why is that? <laughs> because I went four and four with the deck. Is it? Oh, I thought you were going to say because Paul Wright's still retired. Are you saying? Be- <laughs> are you saying that because you went fifty percent and the overall win percentage was thirty eight percent? Correct. Oh, Correct. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I brought that percentage up by a massive amount. I mean, this is <laughs> this is very similar to the time where I was arguably the best. Uh, what was it? Blue white Yorion player in the world as well. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, you took my <laughs> yes. deck su- suggestion that tournament, and you yes. you made it over that sixteen percent threshold. I was proud <laughs> of you. <laughs> it was a blue white Yorion had like a twenty percent win rate, and I was at like twenty five percent or something like that. I mean, that yeah, only because I lost to you. <laughs> oh yeah, Brad was uh, one of my only wins. <laughs> oh yeah, unreal. So yeah. really, I I'm quite amazing at this game um that's all i have to say i I think that's a very reasonable and realistic approach to understanding what happened in this tournament nothing you said was reasonable at all okay okay yeah so i went uh i went (laughs) seven and eight and i played two decks that were sub 50 percent win rates uh (laughs) played celestian humans in historic that was like a 48 percent deck and then I played. And that was the most played deck too, so that's uh, it was. unfortunate for that. And I gotta say that's impressive because it felt like a forty three percent deck. Yeah, <laughs> it was really impressive that it actually got forty eight percent. And then I played mono white, which was a thirty nine percent deck and felt like a thirty nine percent deck, <laughs> but somehow I won four matches with it. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I played two really bad decks, and um, I don't know it. I had a record that was, you know, matched the deck choices that I had. Fair. The, the only, so the only thing I actually <laughs> think from, from my experience that I, I think is worth bringing up um, today is that I played Selesnia life gain and the overall win percentage was like 48%. Mm-hmm. But I actually think that deck is insanely good and it has a good Golgari matchup. Yeah. That's, that's what that, I was going to say. That's, that's a good thing that, moving forward. That's the reason I chose it, actually, is because I thought it had a good humans and go guard matchup, and I thought mm-hmm. they'd both be popular. But the reason why the win percentage I thought was down was because everyone that registered just played the original stock list that I thought was garbage. Yeah. Like, they didn't they didn't tune it at That's all. That's the like, one I, I streamed so with, the, right? Yeah, like, yeah. the original list that I found on Untapped GG was two of my opponents in this tournament. And, like, I'm playing a mirror match where they have zero, and I mean zero interaction in the mirror besides the four Skyclave, Skyclave apparitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have baffling ends and Dramokas commands on my yeah. sideboard. Yeah, and, and and it was a slaughtering. I played three human mirrors, and I got removal, and they didn't. And I've never felt didn't you have like Ranger in a tournament captain like this. as well. Well, we yeah, but you take those out in the mirror. No, I just but mean that card, overall. That's a great card. That is silly that you um, don't play it. You know that people well, and, and play. that card that card can get you out of some really tough um, spots when you play against green black because you could just the weird thing about that matchup is if you go off and then they just butcher you they gain all that life and the game kind of resets but and you have a giant over, creature yeah. 
Um, but if you have a ranger, if you actually do all of that, you can just like pop it off during their upkeep and then, and then attack with the infinite squirrels. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that's the one thing I I think that green white's actually a very good deck in the format, but it just people were playing the outdated list. The sideboards just looked like they weren't useful. And I think especially yeah. with how it works after a big <sighs> tournament like this, you see the metagame on the ladder just really narrowed to like top eight, top sixteen decks. And if that's going to happen, which I've already played a little historic, it, and I played against a lot of green-black, that is a good deck to pick up. Also, Matt Nass's combo deck, that's a train wreck matchup for those green-black decks. Oh, that deck? Oh, I should. I want to I play that and the Rakdos deck. The Rakdos deck, because I think it looks really good. Yeah. And Matt Nass's deck, because it looks like just... I don't know what it is. I, I just, I need to experience it. It's awesome. It. BBD, do you know what it is? No, what is it? Okay, so it is a Dragonstorm deck where they've played the Faithless Looting, Discarded, and then you Mizzix Mastery it back and get Terror of the Peaks, Bladewing the Risen, and then Bladewing the Risen, and you deal infinite to them with Legend Rule. So pretty How much you have a Terror of the Peaks. The is that the one that comes back from the graveyard? You get yes, to return a, dra a dragon from your graveyard, so you return Bladewing, they're legendary, so then one dies, but the trigger still goes on the stack, so you just keep returning one and legend ruling. Okay. And then Terror of the Peaks deals four every time you do that. Right. But yeah. this deck went extra degenerate, where it has a Mergent Ultimatum, and then you, yeah. you discard a Mergent Ultimatum, and then you Mizzix it back. You cannot cast this. You're a Jeskai deck, by the way. Can't cast that card. <laughs> you Mizzix Mastery back and emerge an ultimatum so that you go get Dragonstorm. They can't give you it or they die. Omniscience and then solve the equation. So no matter what, they're dead. Because if they give you Dragonstorm, you just Dragonstorm and win. Or you get Omniscience, solve the equation for Dragonstorm, and then win. That's, that is that is wild. <laughs> I can imagine... Uh, <laughs> yeah that 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 seems a, a quite reliant on a card that targets your graveyard but what well, would have been yes, gas if yes. we actually took our golgari list because our golgari list we didn't find a way to beat green white so we were starting to play necromentias <laughs> and so our list would have had two or three necromentias <laughs> well to be fair it's like all it is is fucking one ones outside of that like you can beat some one mana one ones and stuff but yeah if you take the combo I lost to That's a I, mean, uh, I lost to an Izzet deck that was kind of combo control that I thought was really cool. Um, I I knew as soon as I got paired, uh, and I can't remember who was playing the deck unfortunately, but I knew as soon as I got paired against this player and saw their deck list on MTG Melee that <laughs> I was just straight dead. But it was, um, and I don't think this is a new combo, but it's not one I, I I've seen that much. But it was uh, Locust God plus Sage of the Falls. Yep. Yeah, JD and then, played that. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> that, the uh, that should, I, I indomitable think creativity. Yeah, I thought you should be able to fight that pretty good. That deck Ow. just did very poorly. Um, well, because you have all the the. Did you not have Redain? No, I don't have Redain in my. Oh, my some Slesnia list played Redain. Gotcha. Yeah, I just saw some people beating Indomitable because they had Redains and stuff. No, no, I, no, I didn't, BBD have didn't. BBD didn't need any god cards. He's already the god of mono white. Didn't you hear him? <laughs> yeah, I, <forgot laughs> I had, had yeah. Redain in standard, but yeah, I didn't have it in historic. Now, so, I mean, my my the, the my plan to beating it was to assemble a creature that was four power, and then hold up Dramoka's command, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
but and that was that was not good enough. My alternative plan was to bring in Archon of Absolution. Nice. And hope that they couldn't kill me because our, they have to pay plan, to attack. Our plan with life gain was really good. Was it to kill them with your combo? That is I'll just get to sixty one life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, I mean they could just make I don't know. I, I know, I know. Yeah. That's also, I get all those tokens too. But yeah, if you just gain too much life, they can't kill you. Yeah, because they'd need it per card in their library, which was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> we actually talked to JED about that. I was like, what if you play that deck? Aren't you just screwed? And he's like, oh yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, if they go off. Oh yeah. The one thing I will it. say that I learned, I learned a couple things, but one thing I learned from Standard is that is it's just the best deck, that you should play a mm-hmm. version that is has the best chance in the mirror, and then there's a hold though, because you can't really prepare for the mirror and both mono green and mono white. So you kind of have to pick one and whichever one is more targeted is going to have a horrible weekend. It's going to do the worst. And then whatever other aggro deck isn't going to do quite as bad. It'll be the middle ground. And then is it will still be the best performing <coughs> no matter what. That's that's about what I learned. You're right. You're right. And it actually brings us it brings us to our next topic and the main topic of our episode. Which wait, wait, is, wait. Um, I do have one more thing with the uh, with the Pro Tour as well. The one thing that it's I, not a Pro Tour, Corey. It's an Innistrad Championship. It's an Innistrad Championship. championship. Yes. I got one more thing with the championship. I don't know if you two heard this, but I thought this was the coolest thing ever. So first of all, Team Japan just completely annihilated this tournament. Four in the top eight. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Four in the top eight, and it was like two were right outside of the top eight. There was a chance that it could have been six of eight at one point, um, wow. but then a couple of people lost. But they not only dominated this tournament, they dominated when they played Jeskai Dragons, and their testing for this tournament was like the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. They had 12 people, six people tested standard, six tested historic, and then the day before, they just gave each other the deck list, and they submitted it, and then they took that week to test the other deck. Yeah. Isn't that that sick? They've been dominant lately. Like the last uh, year or maybe slightly less than a year, but yeah, like they've just absolutely dominated every tournament. Um, I mean, honestly, when are we going to nerf team Japan by having them starting to play at a ridiculous sleep hour or something like that? That would be more fair, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Making them play from like 2 a.m. to 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's already what they're playing too. That's the joke. Like they're already on the extreme disadvantage, but they've been annihilating all these online events. It's so hilarious. I love it. They're just good and they're just trying so hard. Exactly. Everybody else, I'm talking to every other team and everyone's just like, yeah, we kind of test. We didn't care that much. And Team Japan's like, yeah, we practiced. And now they're just going to be destroying everyone until people actually, you know, like start trying again like they do, like the effort they put in. Because, yeah, it's just been dominant. I I respect that. Like, I. It's awesome. I love it. I don't really want to go get into this, but like, uh, there was like the Crokies tweet from this tournament or whatever. It's like I kind of agreed with Crokies. Like, it's not not a hundred percent, but it's like it it is like, you know, whether or not you want to put in the time to test is one thing, but like, oh yeah, know. the fact that you're just going out and saying making it a fact that or a statement that like I didn't test, I want people to know it, kind of thing. That tweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's really yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, we definitely don't need to go into it because these are our peers and friends, but at the same time, like, yeah. 
But I mean, yeah, we can give our opinion without saying any names. Like, I mean, I, I, I too agree. Like I have lost a lot of my fire, but like, I am not going to try to make it the thing that everyone should do that. Yeah. And, and I, and I do respect people who still have a passion for magic. Like, um, like Yuta, uh, winning worlds. Like I, I love that. And, mm-hmm. and I love that the Japanese team is still fired up about it and that they're crushing. Like, I, I think that's cool. Like, I, I, yeah. I think that's awesome. Even though I've lost my, my own passion for it, um, I still can appreciate that, that others have that. And, and yeah, ha- I'm even, happy that that exists. Like, it's completely fine to have the fire or not have the fire. You know, like that's, yeah. there's times in my life when I took magic super seriously. There's sometimes when it, I was going through the motions. But it, yeah. it, it has been something I noticed a lot. It's just like the people that are just going through the motions, like have to send out a daily tweet that they are not currently trying super hard in Magic the Gathering, which I think, you know, it's just kind of silly, but. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm feeling that too. Like I'm not making it vocal yeah, um, a ton, but like I, I'm having that year where it's like, they, they took away the MPL. There might be a new structure, but we're in the middle of the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't particularly enjoy dedicated testing magic right now because I don't enjoy these formats yep. the way that they're, they're constructed currently. And I'm starting to kind of inch into the other side of it, right? Like mm-hmm. with MTG Melee, I've got a lot to do there. I've got some super exciting stuff that's happening right now yep. that I'm putting a ton of work into and hours into. It's that double premium. We'll see. Yeah, it's <laughs> double premium. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck you. No, but Brad, I mean, And go get premium. The thing Instead that... of text pairings, they give you sext pairings. The th- oh, what? No. <laughs> but here, Brad. Okay, actual real things that are awesome. Why are you both like this? Why do I keep doing this fucking podcast? <laughs> Don't know. But Brad, you're doing it in a super healthy way that you're like down on magic. You're not going out and just posting it on Twitter all the time. You're making a podcast about it instead. That's much healthier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're. Well, no, I, I. So, so I am down on competitive magic. That's fair. And Wizards is also down on competitive magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, like I'm just like, you know, like it's, but it's easy to like. I, I see no interest in plain standard right now. And and that's where we're going to get to alchemy because alchemy is this breath of fresh air. Yeah. And, and you know, like with alchemy, they, they announced this week, and this is the rest of the podcast, where um, it's a new standard-esque format. It's standard adjacent. It It's um, where standard cards will get nerfed or improved and put into alchemy. Those cards will also go into historic, along with, I guess, each set will have their own alchemy supplementary product which this one is 63 cards and those are just getting dumped into alchemy and historic yeah um and now one of the quick things historic is just the absolute dumping ground of magic (laughs) (laughs) yes yes historic historic is just the thanksgiving the day after thanksgiving sandwich whatever's what's ever in the fucking fridge goes on two pieces of bread and we fucking eat it and enjoy it i feel like this is turning into the reality show like keep it or flip it be like improve it or make it or make it worse (laughs) um but yeah so alchemy got announced last week it's like this huge giant it's one of the biggest changes they've made to magic i think it's bigger than historic i think it's bigger than pioneer yeah as in as in what it potentially might do to magic and 
And I'm just going to kick it off. Like, so I listened last week because it came in on Thursday and we record earlier than that. We didn't get a shot at talking about last week. I, I listened to the other podcast. There's been a few articles. I wanted to get everyone's opinion on it. And no one really touched on something that is very concerning for me. So can we just kick it off with something really this this for alchemy or do you guys have anything no, kick us off. to say before no i mean they let the genie out of the bottle with alchemy like they they went away like yeah they let the genie out of the bottle with it mm. for better or worse so but continue. i don't know what that means i don't know what that means um, either well it's like yeah. once you let the genie out of the bottle like you can't get it back in the bottle does that make sense no i thought i uh, think the saying is the you gotta rub it the right way <laughs> no. why i'm a genie in a box come on isn't that a tlc song <laughs> What is the TLC song? First I'm a genie all, in a bottle. Or wait, Christina Aguilera, right? I mean, I was trying to reference Radiohead, Radiohead's song Creep the other day, and you went to TLC. I mean, this is this is just <laughs> hey, we have a range much. on this podcast. It's it's all low. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Okay, Brad, what is explain? Oh, yeah. So yeah, I spent the better part of this last week thinking about this, and I've come to something that I can't answer. And I don't really like spending a lot of my energy on why, what is wizards thinking? Because I usually don't know. And a lot of their decisions I think could be very good. It always comes down to execution, which is often where things go wrong. Yeah. Um, And one, and one of them that I have for this right now is this current standard format. We're going into alchemy now. And are they just letting this current standard format play out, which is fine for arena, because it's garbage and they want everyone to try it alchemy. Why is it so bad? Just in your opinion, like, well, because I think that the, like for two sets now. So for, for, for the last two sets, we've had the epiphany deck dominating and completely dictating what you do in standard. True. 90% of the cards are not playable because you have, everything is dictated about this, this thing last set. And then you go a year ago and we had fires and we had reclamation, whatever it is. The problem is in the cards lately and the cards are like one thing is just so much better than everything else and they, there's no stop gaps for them is it like, is it one thing's always better in this standard or is it just all runs just too good? in the last three years ever since fire i think ever since fire w- was the philosophy there's always been something just incredibly better than everything else. do you think if all runs was gone that it would still be that way like can the foresight of what deck would be dominant is it all chariot again or is there better tools to beat chariot now i mean i have no idea where things would go to like back then before the epiphany deck was found like we were starting to see blood in the snow decks and like like for example like i played the bant storm the festival deck with some disputes in the sideboard and i and like rangers class and counter spells i was beating the blood in the snow decks and the games were super long and grindy and fun yeah yeah that's fair and they were super cool um and i'm burnt out knows? on long and grindy i'll tell you that much you were oh, you were you? never really a long and grindy kind of player though <laughs> i feel oh that's not true at all really oh yeah that's a yeah you know, he loved oh my god i yes, used to be was... exclusively a long and grindy player I guess lantern, yeah, duh. Okay. Well, not even, Obs, not even lantern. Obs on reanimator. Sure, I played sure. all these random Abzan decks that could never beat Bonfire of the Damned. But if you hmm. didn't play Bonfire, I'd grind you out in thirty-seven minutes or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you didn't play one of the You had a time yeah. Um, no, so like, sure, like maybe I don't know what standard would look like if you took Epiphany out of it, but I do know that the Epiphany deck should not continue to exist in standard. It is not fun. 
it is not healthy for the format and it's making it miserable to continue playing everyone hates it mm-hmm. i agree and, with that but now alchemy's out and so the option wizard gives is play this format y'all hate or come try this new alchemy format mm-hmm. that's an option you can have on arena you can't have that in standard and now blowing it up widening my biggest concern is yes we're in this covid problem we just had the new what's the new variant called again um omicron yeah omicron is the new variant that's like there's some good and bad things about it. We don't know all the science yet, but it's pretty much making Amber and I want to quarantine again um, because it's like burning fast and it's and it's very contagious. We don't know how unhealthy, like how hard it's hitting people yet. But, you know, like with COVID and with the quarantine, like we don't it doesn't matter about live magic, but eventually it will. And I don't know if Wizards is going to want to have like bring Pro Tours and Grand Prix back. I don't know what they're going to do once COVID's gone, but the formats that you can really choose in real life right now were standard modern and i guess pioneer and limited mm-hmm. you can't really do legacy because legacy can't expand because of the whatever it's called reserve the, list the reserve list i'm going to a legacy event saturday well tos can do that but wizards can never promote it because the card availability is is you know a, a third yeah. party will want to play a legacy tournament because they want to sell legacy cards they can do that if you did a pro yeah. tour or like a, a team nationals or a team worlds or whatever that was in legacy, it would be a riot because some places in the world just can't get legacy cards. Yeah. That's I mean, we did have a pro tour in legacy not that long ago. Yeah. Team and it was one. a yeah, mess. That, but, <laughs> yeah. It was tough, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying to some extent, but yeah. And well, and so like standard will be a dead live tournament format. If it's just, if they like, for example, if alchemy was out for the last three years and they never touched standard, it would be unplayable. There's been like 15 bannings, a ton of unhealthy formats, and yeah. and and I'm fine with them killing standard, but kill it, you know, like mm. don't leave it in this weird like you can play it for a month until you get sick of it and then jump over to alchemy. That that's my biggest concern. Yeah, I, I like alchemy fair. for a lot of things, and I'm just starting with my biggest concern for the day. Mm-hmm. I, I don't just think that, that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think alchemy and and standard can coexist. I, I don't like I, I like it's those format there are formats in magic that exist in the same space as each other and one of them kind of always loses out it feels like um for example pioneer is that a thriving format it's not uh, yeah. a supported one really it would though. be thriving it truly would, would it? be if there were if there were events for it that mattered people love well, that yeah. format if you, any, say, any format will any format will matter if if organized play forces it to matter but yeah. like well it's not forcing it to it's having the option to whenever there's like moxes or anything that has any value except winning 250 tickets people play it people play pioneer ptqs they have a blast and stuff but just challenges it's not enough for it because it's not supported in real life yet either you know, like local shops don't play it because there's no support when they see challenge events, but people don't want to get into it when it's just for 250 tickets. People like it when it's for PTQs and shit. But. I, I Well, I'd want to see the stats on that because that just sounds kind of like a weird. That sounds like you're taking some data and trying to use it for all of it, because the the reality is like Popper and Commander weren't really supported by Wizards until people made them popular. And and Pioneer has tournaments up, but they get lower attendance. I don't think it's about like the support wizard 
gives it. I mean, I think there's a so, loud minority that like it, similar to a loud minority of competitive players in the grand scope of Magic, trying to inflate the importance. Yeah, I, I mean, That's the fair. point I was getting to is, is like, I don't, I don't really think that, I think Pioneer and Historic exist in very similar spaces, and they kind of aren't both going to exist as formats that are rele- that people actually care about. I don't think, at least. And like, you know, if you're investing your time into playing one of those two formats, you're probably not investing your time into playing the other one of those formats. Whereas you true. could be, you can be mm-hmm. a historic, you can play some historic and also play commander because there's no overlap there. You know, like mm-hmm. they're not really similar in, in, in any way. So um, I don't know. I mean, and I could be wrong about that. That's just, that's just my thing, but it's like, I find it difficult to imagine that alchemy and standard are going to be these two formats that share 99% of a card pool that will just exist, coexist simultaneously right next to each other and both be played at high level, you know, like, mm. and both be supported, both be played a lot. You know, does that make sense? Like, Oh, I, I completely agree with you. And that's, and we don't know what like wizard said that they're going to have an arena open and a, uh, a, a championship qualifier weekend of of alchemy in in january which i believe is before the next set comes out yes and and for execution and bringing it back to you brian that's another thing i don't i just want to wrap my head around it and know what they're going to do because like let's say a new set comes out are they going to focus their competitive stuff on standard until a certain spot and then switch it to alchemy you know like them them saying alchemy is a competitive format makes me believe that there's going to be a really big divide between either standard and, and alchemy alchemy on arena or standard digital digitally and tabletop. Like, I just don't know how it's all going to work together. I can't wrap my head around like how they're going to play this out. So the one thing I think for sure that is going to keep standard afloat, and this is strictly from like, you know, just thinking as a business, they have to sell their new cards. And for people that don't want to just play limited, there's standard has to matter at all times. And if you throw in a new set at, at certain times into the alchemy pool, the odds that these individual cards actually matter is so low because it's such a huge pool. But what? Bruh. I got some, I got some real bad news for you. What? You, you you know that pandemic? Yes. Yeah, all, all of us standard players stopped buying magic cards and uh that bottom line didn't get affected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and it actually did not. They t- that it did not. They sold more in the year of COVID than they did ever and no one was playing competitive magic. Um I'm aware that's but- the point I'm making is they sold standard cards, they just sold them digitally. No, no, no. no, no they no, sold no. the boxes in real life. They were selling packs of cards without standard being a format that people played. Yeah, the the realization is they don't need standard. They don't need a competitive standard to sell new sets. But they needed to yeah, push I think there was they always... needed to push up arena numbers, which therefore that's what standard does. You know, like um, you craft cards, you I buy packs. Think I actually think it's the other way around. Like I think arena actually makes more people play paper magic than the other way around. But it I, brings I, more, yeah. It brings people into the digital space and then gets them to go try live magic. Yeah, but right. they well, still. Well, I mean, both 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 feed each other. But like, 
people who would play standard at a at a car at a local card store are are aware of arena you know like they're aware that that's a vehicle in which they can play magic people who are introduced to arena who've never played magic before might then want to go and play paper magic mm-hmm. i mean that's so that, i feel like there's no correlation because i mean i started i it was a different time of course but i know plenty of people that start at a shop and they're like yeah i'm loving this game so much i'm gonna download arena so i can play at night as well like i feel like those don't really correlate that much both are gonna like you said both feed into each other yeah yeah i don't know i i have just and this is all anecdotal but i've heard people say that like arena drove up some of their like numbers at their at their at their game stores um oh yeah pre- sure. this is pre-covid of course but like oh yeah um, arena was starting to bring in more players and it brings sure. in younger players too which is the main thing that i feel like magic uh, a step it has to had to take at least if they were targeting younger people they would have not had sir mix a lot i don't believe that. <laughs> well that there's a left hand right hand no I, i'm joking I'm, I'm making a joke <laughs> making a, i'm making a boomer joke love it love it it's like it's like day nine is the the millennial you know person <laughs> yeah yeah uh uh day 10 is who we need to get the zoomers <laughs> <laughs> But one other thing I want to say about it uh, is as far as the the unlikelihood that it's going to kill standard is when all these like fresh cards get <laughs> spoiled, you know, like somebody is looking in and they're like, wow, all these vampire cards. That looks awesome. And you queue that up in, you know, you, you only have one option. And when you don't want to play standard, you queue it into alchemy and you're like, you get destroyed. But you queue it into standard. It'll just feel like more like block, I guess. I think standard's just turning what? into block constructed. I don't know what you're talking about. Standard and alchemy are like the exact same. Well, I mean, the cards change in alchemy and they don't in standard, right? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so you're saying, so, so let's, let's make a better example. You're saying like, like, I don't know why you said vampire. Like you're like saying the that vampires will... from Crimson Vow. Someone sees this vampire tribe and they're like, that's awesome. I want to play that deck in standard. I want to play that in a small pool where it might be good and i'm gonna play all these vampires from this new set because i really like this set they're gonna go to standard a, still i lost no. the vampires at, at the at the set championship by the way oh right. yeah it's really yeah. good i mean it's a deck white. yeah <laughs> no but i got that, destroyed <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually i i don't agree with that i think that they're gonna queue up in his in alchemy where the busted cards aren't playable so they can actually play against new stuff and try some of the new alchemy supplementary cards and not just play is it epiphany over you're telling me that they're gonna want to cue their vampire deck up against this golgari food deck instead of up against either alchemy Corey, alchemy not historic well alchemy and historic are gonna be the same thing no they're do you not know Corey? do you not know what alchemy is yeah do you are you (laughs) did you do your homework alchemy is just standard but instead of banning cards they change them Oh, it has nothing to do with historic cards. No. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna, literally... okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna redo. I'm gonna redo this for Corey. He must have not read the 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 pre I oh literally sat down with you two and said, "This is I... what it's going to be," and you're like, "Yes." I was like, "Okay." So I'm not gonna reread this article, and you're like, "Yeah, perfect." Uh, no, wires got crossed. All right. Yeah, yeah. wires got so, crossed. So, yeah. so, so <laughs> cards. So cards like Azika's Chariot, Alrin's Epiphany, and Luminarch Aspirate, and a few others. 
um, Gold Spent Dragon, they're all getting a little nerfed. Yeah, yeah. And 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 then they're gonna go into Alchemy, which is just standard, but now those cards have changed, and they've created a sixty-three card supplementary set that are also going into alchemy. So alchemy is effectively standard, except some of the cards are either getting nerfed or improved, and they also have these 63 cards. Okay. Historic, historic, historic is affected the same. The same. So, so Azika's Chariot, the change of Azika's Chariot will is also one... happen in historic. Okay, okay, and, and okay. The six, and the 63 supplemental cards will also go into historic. But historic is still going to be every card that's on Arena, and, and, and Alchemy is going to just be standard, but instead, but they'll fix cards. That's, that, that, that's basically the only difference. It's like, it, so, I, like, nobody's going, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but... I can't imagine anyone's going to play standard on arena because your options are I can play standard that that hasn't been balanced for and they're not fixing these broken cards that ruin it or I can play standard where they've changed 11 cards and now it's actually a fun format. Okay. And it's like those yeah. are your, those are your two options. You're you're going to play <laughs> Is alchemy. Is your face like, red right now, Corey? Yeah. Standard's standard's fucking dead then, y'all. Yeah, I I was wondering why you kept fighting me on this, and I'm like, who the fuck is going to want to play Standard? Okay, so this is what I was asking you before the podcast. I thought it was this. Standard was a thing, and then Alchemy was all of Standard and Historic's pool, so essentially Historic's pool, but just cards were nerfed that are either too powerful or not powerful enough. So it was going to be basically two historics and only oh. one standard. That's the assumption oh, I well have. That, but that's this even, all that's makes even a worse. Lot of sense. That's even worse because there's like an argument. I, I, the only reason that they're going to nerf the Seekers Chariot and put that in historic is because they want the cards to be the same for um, <laughs> alchemy and historic because they know that that's what people are going to play on arena. Yeah, and they don't want the cards to be different. Pretty effectively, they're they're not telling us this. But they're telling us that we're giving up on standard. Standard will yeah. probably be a competitive format for a few weeks or a month after yeah. a set comes out until we understand what's too good or not about it. Mm. Then we're going to change the cards, and then all of our competitive stuff will be alchemy from there on forward, and anyone that wanted to play standard can go fuck themselves. Yeah, so basically like, that is killing paper standard. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, but honestly, I actually think that could be an improvement to standard because, like, listen, you know, we won't have to you know, have this stale format in standard all the time. If they're as aggressive about it as like, let's say Storybrooke Brawl. I know they patched that quite fast, right? When the card is kind of unbalanced. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that, well, yeah, like that's the next discussion is like, is alchemy a good thing? Yeah. And and there's there's multiple ways to look at it. And and so one, you uh, look I, at it from the first, go ahead. Uh Oh, wait, no, finish your thought. And then, and then I'm going to take the, the mic. Okay. But the funniest so thing, per- sorry, BBD, before you finish your thought, <laughs> is the fact is the fact that we are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the funniest thing about this is before we get into the second part of alchemy, the fir- you know, 40 minutes in was clarifying exactly what alchemy was. So that that's my bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not great. It's not. It's really not good. I was wondering why you kept jumping in and saying things that made no sense to me. Yeah. But, I, well, all right. Anyway, it's yes. funny. Just cut so, me from this podcast. <laughs> and now I now I lost where I was going. But basically, I like I like I think standard I think standard sucks, 
And it's not just Allrun's Epiphany. Like, they've had to ban how many cards in recent sets? Like, Standard is just, it, it's just getting to the point where it doesn't feel like a sustainable format without constant adjustments being made to it mm-hmm. or a very massive change in de- design philosophy. But I don't think that they intend on... um. I don't think that they intend on having a massive change no, in design I... philosophy because I think this design philosophy is bad for competitive play and bad for standard, but probably good for their bottom line because their bottom line does not include standard at all. Yes. <laughs> as we've seen from the recent year and their bottom line is more towards casual players who are still buying tons of packs and people who play once a day on arena to get their bonuses and that's it. And those people aren't playing at the competitive high end levels that, that we're used to. And so <gasps> alchemy, I, I honestly think alchemy is probably the best thing they could have done for competitive <clears throat> magic because standard is already dead. I think like they might as well now give us a chance to keep playing magic in a way that's not dead and it's great Um, for content creation too though i must say like that that's one thing i'm excited about is think about a new format four times within a standard it'll be like standard in 2020 again y'all where you ban a card that's dominant you get a new format you ban another one new format ban another Uh, one new format (laughs) so i i completely agree with everything that you said brian okay Um, i i don't even feel like reiterating on on any of it it's just it's just right and it's how i it's not right but it's how i i see it as well yeah i i I feel like the the biggest thing that i still have to let go is that the way that i see and have engaged in competitive magic is is no longer and i have to understand that there's a new thing and i have to choose if i want to engage in it again and and that's just how it's been moving right yeah um but my biggest problem with magic and the thing that I can't that that this is another step towards this direction that that is changing the game in a way that I don't know if I want to continue playing it um, is the complexity and how much card advantage and how much text and how much cards do is only getting amplified yeah. in this digital space. Like we all three were talking about this card. I'm going to read it as an example. It's, I tweeted about it's, it too. Was, yeah. Outrageous. It's grizzled hunt master. It's a colorless green, green four three human warrior. When grizzled hunt master enters the battlefield, you may exile a card, a creature card from your hand. If you do search your hand and library for any number of cards with the same name, exile them, then shuffle, choose a creature card. You own from outside the game, conjure a duplicate of that card into your hand for each exiled card from your hand this way. It's like, What? First of like, all, first of all, when Brad linked me that card, I have to zoom in on it on my computer to even read the text because there's yeah. so much text. You had to click yeah, it. It's too small it. to read. <laughs> it is too small to read unless you full size it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the it, names it, of cards is getting even longer. I think that's what I'm more well, tilted about as a coverage person is just having to say full names of like. Six word oh card names. Blame you know? commander. Blame commander. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Lear, disciple of the drowned. <laughs> yeah, I, I the complexity of cards is getting is getting too much. And and like also with alchemy now, so this stuff is really cool from a casual perspective, 
And I think it's just a cool thing in general. I like variants in this way. I think it's a cool way to introduce variants to the game. But there's all these cards that have their own spell books associated with them. Um, so, for example, let me uh, let me find one. There's there's Arm Scavenger. It's one in a red. At the beginning of your upkeep, draft a card from Arm Scavenger spellbook, then exile it until end of turn. You may play that card. So what that means is that Arm Scavenger has a pile of cards that it can choose from randomly. And you get one of those cards, and then you can play that card that turn. And there's like 15 cards that it can pick from. Um, and that's cool. Like that, that, that is a cool thing about magic, but there's, I don't know, like eight to 10 cards in this alchemy release that all have spellbooks associated with them. So now if I want to be somebody who's playing alchemy at a competitive level, for example, if any of these cards are good enough to see play at, um, at a competitive pro level of play, I must now not only understand what Arm Scavenger does, <laughs> but I must be mentally aware of the 15 different cards that it can get and how relevant those 15 different cards are to the game state. And it is a level of complexity that is way beyond the way magic was five years ago, 10 years ago, etc. Um, and it's not necessarily complexity and difficulty of gameplay. It's it's mentally it's mental taxing capacity. It's artifact. It's like uh, it's artifact. It's like every match you're playing. It's like every game you're playing is like the green white tokens mirror from like GP Miami. Oh, that Corey and don't Brad even did well tell in. me about that. It, it's that it's just started. so taxing to to, un to because every card has so much text and can do so many things. Yeah. Uh, that maybe the game isn't that complicated or challenging. Like some of these cards are pretty vanilla in terms of what they actually do, but it's just, there's a mental tax associated with trying to recall and understand each aspect of all these different cards that I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that big of a fan of that aspect. So my favorite response so far to the picture I sent to this uh, of this card is you can play storm crow because you can pitch it to this but once you've pitched it you don't need to draw any more storm crows so you want them <laughs> out of your library that's the best <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah I, I, that and that's and that's just it like i i don't know if i'm like getting to that like get off my yard or whatever mentality with magic i don't know if i'm just becoming such a boomer with we it. we call it becoming yeah. ross merriamed I mean, I, I sure he yelled Is, into the he yelled into the camera today at Versus Live when somebody brought it to his attention that Luminar Gasprit was getting nerfed to put in a counter at the end of turn. He looked into the camera and said, "What kind of coward would do this? Show your face right now!" <laughs> well, and, and that's actually another. So that brings me to another one of my um, like points. Actually, like one of my uh, annoyances. Like, I don't think Luminarch Aspirant needed to change. All right. You're, you've, think, you've done it. You've become Ross. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, but like, why? What, why? Like, a white aggressive deck that's only, that had 35% win percentage this weekend, that's only okay because it used to be good against Is It Epiphany. Get it out of there. Had a car changed? What, like, oh, why? It did, did not have a car change, Brad. It had two cards nerfed. Oh, yeah, yeah, it did. It had two cards nerfed, yeah. So, like, 
So like we're not we're all talking about alchemy at this point, and I'm talking about like I don't I don't actually have faith in the people steering the will right now with these decisions. First of all, and I let alone where this is going. So like if you're telling me that standard, the problem with standard, one of them was Luminar Aspirant then I don't even have faith that you even are following the format. <laughs> like, I just don't like a- anyone, anyone that actually is like competitively knows that if you, if you took away all runs epiphany, mono white aggro would become a garbage deck and Luminarch aspirant could potentially still be playable. It's not anymore. I, the decision points aren't even good where they're at. Yeah. Is, You'd like, see very the, good I control. Don't think, decks. I don't think, I don't honestly, I mean, I, there's somebody who played mono white and maybe, this is why <laughs> you mean for a mono white god, of course. Yeah, for a mono white god, I actually don't think Luminaire Aspirin is even that good. It's like, not. It, it's it's only good against creature decks that don't have removal. Like, yes, it's, it's really only green. good in the mirror match and against mono green. It's pretty much not really good anywhere else, and <laughs> it's not even like that good in those matches either. <laughs> like. like <laughs> That's what I mean. When I saw that change, oh, and I, I was like, I have no idea what they're doing now. Like this, this decision is literally based off spreadsheet data. That's all it can be about. It yeah. can't be about them playing these games. Or anymore. it's just about they saw they made this decision like right when the first Red Bull was, where it's just mono white dominated that event, and they're like, all right, that's when they had to lock in their first change to get this article ready, and they're no, like, get, they, get it but, out of there. And, and, but like, and, 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 and even from a design, like even from their fire or whatever their design philosophy is now, it's a bad choice. Now you're making people pick it, make a decision at the end of a turn, trying to think what's going to be relevant next time they attack, as opposed to right before combat. Like it, it adds complexity. It makes the card worse and adds a level of complexity uh, of the decision making. It also could make people feel bad for the decision they make. And they're like, that was bad. I should have done it this way. Because cause so much of a turn cycle happens. I, I just think, like, that change makes me feel, like, honestly, I just, I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I think it makes the card less skill-intensive and more complex, and that's just bad. But you know one like, thing that it for sure does is every single person that had a feel-bad moment where they accidentally went to combat and they got that trigger on the stack before they spike-field hazard it, it removes that whole thing from play. <laughs> actually you know it, it actually makes me a better mono white player because in one of my rounds i went land turn one creature land attack <laughs> go felt like such an absolute moron i was did you actually do that yep i did that at the set championship i played so Bravo. bad that round and i lost very badly i wonder and why i yeah, I know. I, I like, and I can't even say that I misclicked through. I just brain farted. Like, I, it was just such a dumb thing. Well, to be fair, that most of the time that is the thing to do. That's a good habit to get into most of the time. Now, with Luminar Gasparit being taken out of the equation, you can continue those good habits. True. Like, I wanted, like, I was just thinking, like, I my opponent has a removal spell here. I want to bait it. And then I. And then as soon as I did it, I was like, that was so dumb. Like, so dumb. Like, uh, I don't know. You could have been 5-3. Wow. Unreal. (laughs) I could have been. What could have been? Yeah, so, I mean, that's, like, we we could talk about the, we could have touched on the other things this episode, and we'll be talking about this more 
because I, I will play some this weekend. I'll probably stream it like and and do it like, you know, like the old man that I am. Yeah, I'll have a lot I'll be, more to I'll say be about it. it all time. I'll have a lot more to say about it next week now that I indeed know what it is. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe that. I, 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 oh. I also I mean, we have a very low standard on the Bash Bros podcast, but that set the bar lower than anything I think it we've really ever done. Did. The thing is, I also was talking with that same understanding during Versus Live when people asked me questions all day, and no one corrected me there either, so... I, I gotta, like, I gotta man, blame Corey the chat. has some horrible takes on alchemy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, I like it. I don't know what y'all are complaining about. It, you know, like, I mean, I actually like it from. I do too. A, I like it from a non-competitive standpoint. Um, I guess, I guess, I kept not touching on this, and I'm gonna wrap this up with finishing my my initial thought. Yeah, go for it. I think if once, let's say this COVID hell ever stops and we can actually start going to a lot of tournaments, Wizards might come out with a new OP structure. I'm not saying it's going to be like the glory days of before, but they throw some tournaments out there. They have some kind of system that qualifies for live tournaments, right? I, I think they will have a system and I and I, I think it might actually be a good system, which I know that is ridiculous for anyone to say, but um, I imagine yeah. that they will have an OP system and it, and, it, and it could very well be better than what we've played before. Just not tailored towards pro play. Yep. I am worried. I'm just worried about the formats that people get to choose right now. Honestly, unless Pioneer actually gets bigger, if if they don't actually treat standard well and just always scapegoat it with um, alchemy changes and ignore bannings in standard when they need them, then standard on magic online is dead. It's already very dead, but like it's yeah. even worse off. And yeah, it's that's not probably really, the most dead format out of either platform is standard <laughs> on Magic Online. Yeah, and sure. it's worse. It's it's worse off in live live, which I know it's not that big of a deal. But when we get to competitive times, the reprieve of having new standard as a competitive format was good. Mm. I thought that playing playing standard two weeks or three weeks after a set came out was great. I loved it. And then switch to modern, switch to pioneer, switch to whatever. Yep. But, you know, when a new set comes out, you play the new standard format and then you move on. And that would have sucked this time around because they didn't do anything with Epiphany. And now we know why they didn't but do it was anything still with fine. because they had this coming It was down. still fine. Like, think about the new decks. There were still some new decks week one with this. Not that, I mean, in turn, they were wrong to be trying anything new, but people still try new things. And then, you know, it's still fun for standard because it's still a little bit more diverse, mostly because of human error with just not playing the decks that were busted the last I think you're in the minority of people thinking that this is a fun format. I I, like, no, 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 no. You're misunderstanding me. I'm not saying it's a fun format, but week one of Crimson Vow coming out, enough people were trying other things that at that time it was fun because it was diverse because people were trying vampires. They were trying blue, black control or black, white control, you know, decks that have now found out to be bad. But but you're just you're just saying like food's good even if it has a bad aftertaste you know like I understand what you're saying and I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm saying that like they're not they they're not taking care of the format because they're making alchemy, and this is just proof that like this would have been a bad pro tour format like I would have not have wanted to fly somewhere and play this format for two weeks. I don't know. I don't I know, you know if that it has to be so black and white. As they are <laughs> paying attention to one of these two things, so they're not paying attention to the other. Like. This is still, well, they're, they're, that's still just so one dimensional. And there's so many people that work for wizards that are, one is put on standard, one puts on alchemy, you know, and, and, 
you know, you, oh, no, my fear is that they won't, like, we'll see if they change anything with Standard moving forward, right? Because we still have a month or two before the new set. Mm -hmm. If they don't make a change to Standard in the next month, we know what they're going to do with it, you know? I don't think Standard can be a competitive format because, because nobody is going to play Standard. And, like, I think this is along with Brad saying, it's like, if you're making standard a competitive format, but you're making all your changes to standard via the via alchemy, which is what people are actually playing, then if all of a sudden you have a competitive tournament where standard is the format, it's going to be broken. Mm. You know, like because it hasn't had it hasn't had people sitting there trying to fix it because they're they're instead yeah. doing that via alchemy. For what it's worth, I do think, and of course, I know no knowledge of this uh, whatsoever. But for what it's worth, I do think like Alchemy is going to come out and All Runs of Pivony is going to get banned in standard. Like, I just think the win percentage was so high. You know, so many people played it. I, I just foresee that All Run is going to be banned in standard. And then who knows? Maybe the format will be good. I, I really hope they do ban it. I think and they then will. I, and then I feel like they would have to ban it in Alchemy too. Um, but Or just really nerf it. Nerf. Like, nerf it hard. Or maybe they just nerf it, yeah, and just ban it. Yeah. Who knows? And, and I would like them to. But the the ultimate getting finally just to, I'll just say it is if all this happens and all these hypotheticals come true, then we, we put a lot of weight on modern uh, competitively for for OP for Wizards OP for like potentially SCG OP for everyone. Always. And I'm been. saying, I, well, <laughs> I, 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 I agree, but there's still breaks from it. And I and I'm wondering if if like Pioneer can hold up enough of that break, because if if all competitive magic is becomes modern, that's also not good. The whole yeah, thing yeah. about having a bunch Agreed. of formats is when one gets boring or stale or weird, people can go somewhere else. They can hide in a different I format. I feel like it's always... Time, time for the resurg- resurgence of draft. No, but that's the thing, too, is I always feel like once we get back into a, an ideal COVID-free uh, in-person circuit, whatever they have planned, it's always format A, you know, either standard right away when the set comes out or modern most of the time, whatever's more popular at the time. And then like the second most popular is like limited because people still love limited. They also just have to sell packs. And then the third is always something like Pioneer, you know, team trios, all, all this niche stuff. But like, that's the three categories they have in that order as far as popularity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the one thing that and and it took me a long time to grasp was too because it's very difficult to, but I don't I don't think you're grasping the fact that I'd say ninety five percent of their sales of Magic maybe ninety are people without a DCI number, so like draft that they, they they that's not that doesn't affect their bottom line, like how many people are actually drafting, and I think that's why we're seeing all this format changing and stuff like that. Like they're trying to get more of the non competitive people to play these fun wacky you know like yeah but i don't think you grasp that they just schedule events based on popularity in the competitive space and that's how they decide those you know oh for sure i know i know well no i i 100 do i actually think that for for i i I could see competitive magic tabletop just being modern only and maybe a little bit of sprinkled pioneer and surviving I, i i truly do I could see that being well, a possibility. Limited is like still some of their bigger events. Like they'll definitely always have limited events. It's just bad to watch on coverage. And especially if they don't have coverage at them, then there's no point, but they'll never stop running them like sealed GP styles whenever they can to promote their sets yeah. and stuff too. 
Uh, that's that's true. Yeah. If if GPs come back, yeah, yeah, limited they, just they still do, very popular, and it's you know they sell their product like that'll that'll stick yeah. That's what I was saying. This resurgence of draft, like I, I think this is a, I think they've actually also, done really well. I think that's one area where they're actually really good is yeah. making good draft sets. And, and it is, the draft open, like I I bet the numbers for that were outrageously good. Oh, I bet so too. Yeah. And also, I I did I know that they've been killing it for the last two years with limited. Yeah. Um, and and it is funny that it's all the COVID sets. Yeah, well, to um, be fair, the, so we didn't get to the, appreciate it in real life. The entire gaming industry crushed it in COVID. You know, just a lot of people are home playing games. No, no. What I'm saying is they crushed their limited. Oh, sets. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yes, yeah, the yeah. limited Some sets this awesome. last. For the, I think the limited sets in the last two years were much better than previously. Yeah, I think people are not loving this one though that much, from what I hear. I, I haven't played eh, much a, of this. There's but... a few hit. There's a few hits of mitts. The last one wasn't good either, right? Uh, the other Innistrad. Yeah, I didn't love that much, one too much either. But yeah, the one before that was good, and Caldheim was awesome. That one was super fun. Yeah, and uh, I can't. I can't wait to to draft Alchemy too. It is that being serious. No, I just want to say weird shit. Now that I know that you don't know what you're talking about, I'm just going to start saying weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> harsh, harsh. But I do think you can open these in packs or not. I don't even know how you get these cards. They have alchemy packs. There, there was something about it. It's like you can you can get alchemy packs that have like the most recent. They have like some cards from the most recent set of standard, and then some alchemy only cards or something. Do like your luminarch sure aspirants cards. turn into alchemy versions as well, or do you have to recraft those? No, you, you get you both. Just get, you just have. You'll have once the set comes out. You'll have both. So oh, your okay. four luminarch aspirants can be used for either format. Thank God. It's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That They'll just put different. So fucking terrible. <laughs> They'll just put different pants on for uh, you know, the other format. Good, because right now yeah. I have eight Thalias in two different art forms, and it pisses me off every time I. I click on oh, that card. Oh yeah, I almost I almost bought Fable Passages too. Oh, oh, I have those too. I almost crafted, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Rabble, but rabble, you get rabble. different arts. <laughs> anyway, all right. So that that's that's it. It, it. We kind of devolved here at the end, but I do, I do think that I mean, I no, we I, evolved, I agree. Brad, we evolved. You you definitely did evolve. <laughs> <laughs> I was a caterpillar at the beginning of this episode. I am now a butterfly. Mm. Mm. Do you do you perpetually gain anything? Mm, minus one minus two that's it oh no <laughs> that's the only perpetual uh, card i know that dark withering <laughs> well you'll soon learn about absorb energy oh yeah. i just can't wait to discover go... the formula i can't wait to go read that green creature again grizzled Huntmaster. <laughs> that's that's what i'm looking forward to all right <laughs> well that's gonna do it everyone uh we'll we'll definitely play some and we'll get our first reactions of playing with some of these new cards i definitely am gonna give it a shot i'm 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 definitely an old crotchety man at this point but i'm 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 not obstinate when it comes to giving it a shot first. it starts this weekend because historic is actually a fun yeah it comes out on the ninth actually so when this the, it'll come out the day that this comes out mm, i will be out of town um, so let me know how it goes where you oh yeah you're going to a, i'm gonna play some magic NR- this weekend i'm gonna try that nrg series yeah oh cool i'm gonna play legacy i'm gonna play a legacy event without ever playing a game of legacy with my deck because I don't have time this week. So <laughs> that's awesome. You all right? So MTG Melee, that they're running the tournament there, which is great. Yeah, I signed up on Users, Melee. Corey B MTG is uh, what's what's your email on Melee? <laughs> Brad, I believe it's time for the cast and crew. 
Oh, I found you, Corey Baumeister. You have two accounts. I'm going to assume that this is yours. Mm. Oh no! Oh, it looks it looks like you've uh, you've gotten a red. You you your your account's been suspended. Oh no! Well, that's too bad that there's proof on this <laughs> podcast of you sabotaging this. You know, I guess you won't have any. Sp- well, who's going to stop you? <laughs> yeah, who's going to stop me? <laughs> <sighs> oh God! All right, yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, Corey's going to go to NRG this weekend is the NRG um, tournament. I think they're doing Legacy and Modern. Legacy and Modern. Yep. I'm going to be right, playing. Cool. What are you going to play in Modern? I'm going to be playing eight expressive iterations. That's that's all that needs to be told. So Just we, like so I did at the Invitational. Shadow. It's going to be great. Yeah, you're going to you're going to get monkeys all around. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of monkeys. Treasures are going to be a plentiful. Oh, yes. You're always, you're just, you're the treasure, Corey. Oh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, so thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bash Rose Podcast. Now we've got to uh, announce our wonderful casting crew, our supporters of the show. If you would like to become part of the show, get the show early, support our work, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash Bash Rose Podcast and support today day but without further ado we got oppo who is the first off in our cast and crew who is our opposition researcher <laughs> fresh off i guess not fresh off their top eight at the scg invitational anymore <laughs> it's been a month or two still close enough uh but yes digs up the dirt on all of our opposition um and uh oppo's got we we sent oppo out for a few weeks to uh do dig up a lot on on someone from from um the uh the uh that 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 podcast the rants the rants podcast so uh we're we're gonna have we're gonna have some meat to give you eventually well here. you're slowly becoming ross Merriam already so are you digging up dirt on yourself or oh i think <laughs> comparing me to ross Merriam because the luminarch aspirant nerf was stupid no it's because of your count. you're yelling at the sidewalk mentalities you're both you both do the same thing you're well, both people, you're both pe- sick of kids skateboarding on your shed walks if people stop being stupid i won't have to yell at them yes exactly you've fully ascended now with that <laughs> sentence <laughs> <laughs> oh god joe is a response and recourse consultant <laughs> meets out justice versus rival podcasts <laughs> such as the aforementioned <laughs> mtg rants podcast Great job, Brian. Way to way to keep us in there. Next up, we got Tosilo, and that is middle management. So Tosilo is going to be taking all the credit for the alchemy topic, but absolutely taking none of the blame for one of the co-hosts not exactly knowing what alchemy did. Um, so yeah, Tosilo is really. And which one was that? I we we don't know. We'd have to rewind the tapes. It's unproven. Next up, we've got Adham, who is BBD's personal hype man. Well, maybe get his name right first, but I said Ad. I I I I, I was I wanted elongate Adam, mm. and just I'm so used to saying Adham, <laughs> <laughs> and so it just came out. Well, sorry, Brad, Adam. The long version of Adam is not Adham, though. I hate to break it to you. Well, I wanted to go, Adam, and I just added the H. I'm sorry, Adam. What is the long version of Adam, Corey? Adam Ham. Spider Ham. <laughs> All right, we got Steve. Steve is the Bash Bros podcast Task Rabbit trademarked. Is, is that trademark? It is trademarked, TM. yes. 
Yeah. We a lot of and in fact we have to send out a lot of uh cease and desist letters. Mm, but yeah. Steve uh, Steve's <laughs> job is to uh get things done, put together around the office. Next up we got DJ and that is BBP's official lobbyist. I think DJ is probably going to be lobbying for a different co-host since the co-host did not get the topic correct today. Talk. Yeah, but to be fair, BBD rarely gets the topic correct either. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, he knows what the topic is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he just might not, you know, grasp it. I mean, this time I didn't even get to say anything about the topic because we were just discussing apples and oranges. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to fuck it up. Yeah, but I was oh, really God. selling oranges, like, quite well. I just didn't know that the announcement was about apples, so. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that they were tangerines. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, and that's a better Next up, we got Bino Gautista. Turns out, you know, Bino's was supposed to be on the podcast this week, but turns out the guards also have seen Prison Break 5 and therefore have figured out the perfect way to stop him. So he's still in prison and thinking of some other ideas to break free. Poor Bino. <laughs> that's sad to hear. Hopefully prison, is there, is there six season of Prison Break? Well, he better start writing it if there isn't. And then... <laughs> Let me see. How many seasons no, of Prison it, Break? It only went to five. We've looked this up many a time. Uh, Prison Break season six has been canceled. <laughs> despite several fans, and I mean several. several. <laughs> despite the five fans. Yeah. There are dozens of us. One of those fans is Bino Gatista because he's just trying to learn ways to get out of said prison. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's watching Prison Break not for its entertainment value, which there isn't any, but for its educational value, which there also is not any. All okay, right. You, all right. I know. I have to finish this. I have to finish this. Please do. Okay. Demand for its renewal across the world. Earlier, some fans thought the sixth season was in the process of making. In fact, Fox officially confirmed Prison Break season six. Uh, confirmed season six back in January 2018. And then it goes dot, dot, dot. It's for the best. Uh, for there not to be another season. <laughs> I just like how that's just part of the statement. It's for the best for there not to be another yeah, season. Yeah, they're like, they didn't even want to like think of another reason. They're just like, honestly, you all know <laughs> it is for the best. So yeah, let's just, just move say on. That to a fan. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We got S. Sarudi. That is our business analyst. And no amount of data can explain what went on today so mm. oh no no esserudi mm. is back with the business analyzing and esserudi is just like all right you know how they're standard and that and now there's alchemy and standard is kind of old all right so like the bachelor's podcast is standard right <laughs> <laughs> in this analogy <laughs> constructed it's outdated <laughs> it's old it's no longer profitable <laughs> Um, <laughs> constructed resources to, is alchemy. Now it's the step up. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like we need to be more like alchemy. But since there's already an alchemy, we just need to slowly die out. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know if saying standard is is correct. I mean, I think we're more like I don't know. We're modern. What was the what was the worst block constructed format? We're like Journey into Next block constructed. Mm. Like, uh, no, Journey wasn't that bad. Mm. Yeah, we, they, I mean, they got like some Zen good Coast. hits. I mean, Don't Stop Believing is still a classic, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm surprised yeah, that's don't... not a TLC. <laughs> no, not from TLC. Or I did. What? Lo- I did look it up. It is Christina Aguilera. Just so you know, you know, Genie in a bottle. You know what make this podcast song. better if we argued about which block constructed for. Next up, we got Wappa, and that is the Lord of the Puff Puffs. I still don't know what that is, but I will be doing a Storybook Brawl stream eventually, and maybe I will I, learn what this is. Hey, just for Wappa, I did take two Lord of the Puff Puffs, and I thought it was correct earlier. It was for my uh, Apocalypse build. Did you pass them? Or? I, got nope, second I, pl- I got second place with Puff Puffs. Brad can confirm impressive. you saw, I did, you saw the I did see it. Mm. All right, next up we got Adam, our ghost writer. Mm. Get out. <laughs> all right now we got paul wait 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 wait, wait 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 we gotta go back to adham because adham once again is taking serious blame for the things that came out of my mouth regarding you know alchemy here so once again we all know it was adham i of course knew what alchemy alchemy was but you know i just read what's given to me so next i up. don't believe that at all next up i read we got touching paul. spirit bear okay <laughs> yeah, Corey and reading. I did. This is not adding up. Paul Ka. Oh, baby, Zorowski. <sighs> Fuck yeah, Zorowski. That is BBD's wall staring photographer. Mm. And honestly, I haven't been staring at the wall that much lately. I've been staring at your storybook brawl gaming. Yeah, I've been I've been on to b- bigger and better things. Or wait, has. Have you been staring at your ceiling because life is looking up these days? No. Oh, okay. Next up, we <laughs> got not. Phil. And uh, yeah, Phil, this week especially, found out a lot of really good stuff that was really valuable to someone at our location in the building that we work at. And it was just invaluable, really, what it, what it was. I don't know what Phil does. <laughs> I like how we have to have that punchline. <laughs> Phil, just tell us something for you to do. He already has. Buddy. He told us in person at the NB. What was it? He said yes. Oh, we can just say Phil yes and move on. He said, he, he said is this what you do? And we, we said a bunch of things like we just didn't really know. And he's like, yes. <laughs> okay, now, now I remember what you're talking about. <laughs> Next up, we got Sultan Abbasi, who is our designated Matadork. And this week, I'm going to designate Sultan as Fearsome Welp. No, 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 no. It's Omnath. Omnath is back, but it costs one mana more. I think it's 3-3 three, three Faceless Haven, personally, but teach their own. All right, we got Gare Meldy, our merch store manager. I'm going to stop y'all right there. I know that we're at the end and we're pulling this, but did you all both correct me and you don't even know what Fearsome Welp is, right? No clue. I do know what Fearsome Welp is. It makes dragons cost less mana perpetually at the end of your turn. Boom. Get fucked <laughs> yeah I, I i i am fucked yeah <laughs> i read all those cards i told you i did boom well you knew i didn't Roaster. read the article so that was yeah. just a dead giveaway that was just yeah. a stupid question at that point gear Meldy, our merch store manager and thank you everybody for being a part of the cast and crew it is our loyalist of supporters and if you want to join them you can go to www.patreon.com slash bash bros podcast and join the crew Thanks. Peace. Bye.